Hello and welcome to the Pulp Fiction podcast, a podcast that discusses favourite and least favourite film, favourite genre and how films have evolved through the years. So today's guest is Ross Farley, how are you doing mate? I'm good, thanks, how are you? I'm good. So we'll start with questions, with what's your favourite film, why is it your favourite film? Uh, so my favourite film is Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Uh, it's a favourite film because massive Batman fan, it's a favourite superhero, um, just an awesome film. <laughs> so would, would you say... Your being a massive Batman fan changes your opinion, so you weren't a big fan. Would that have made it not your favourite? Um, yeah, so I'll say it's a wee bit of a bias towards DC films, um, especially DC, like Batman v Superman, awful film, but I could still try and find good things in it. Um, putting my bias towards DC aside, it's still a fantastic movie. Um, the acting in it's amazing. Uh, Heath Ledger's performance, none better. You'll never get a Joker as good as him. What What would you say about the Jokers nowadays? Would you say they're always trying to do an impression of Heath Ledger's Joker? Yes and no. So I think with Jared Leto's Joker especially, they tried to go in a different direction. Yeah. But obviously the studio didn't like it, fans didn't like it. Um, I don't know if you've seen the new trailer for the Justice League. Hmm. It looks like he's going in more of a Heath Ledger direction. So are you scared that now you've seen he's going into a more Heath Ledger it'll be too similar or it'll come off as awkward with him trying to do a Heath Ledger impression? Um, potentially. Obviously we'll see if the studio gives him more than four minutes this time. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a, quite a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So would you say the Heath Ledger joke is your favourite character? Um, yes. Him yeah. or obviously Christian Bale's Batman. We've about talking Batman. What what is your opinion on the voice? Because I, for me, I, I could never get over how silly that is. Like he's trying to be serious, and he's just got this gorilla yeah. voice. It, it's ridiculous. I can see why he's doing to hide his identity, but no, no. I sort of like what they did with Ben Affleck. They put a voice in his mask. I liked that idea more so than Christian Bale, but. It comes off as awkward. Yeah, he doesn't execute it as well, does he? No, I, I, I'm, I'm the one who says that Ben Affleck's my favourite Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I... What, what do you think, like, from seeing it? You, where, where did you first see it? Um, so I first saw it, I believe I was 10 or 11 years old, in the cinema with my dad. And all I could think was, this is awesome. <laughs> So would you say everyone who should have seen it, they would would have been better seeing it in a cinema rather than watching it on the television? 100%. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's one of those films on the big screen, it's just a thousand times better. A thousand times. Yeah. So like, what, what's your, has your opinion changed at all since seeing it then? Like, you may have watched it more recently. What has your opinion um, on the film changed? Um, so I watched it again recently, and my opinion's still the same. I'm still wowed by... Almost every scene in the film, I still think it's brilliant. Um, the the trilogy, really, the whole Dark Knight trilogy holds up so well, even today. Yeah, so with, with the Dark Knight trilogy, what would you say is, like, where would you put the other two? What is your opinion on the franchise as a whole? Um, so, Batman Begins, I'm a massive fan of it. Obviously, it takes an hour for Batman to begin. Awful <laughs> lot of backstory. <laughs> I, I saw it as more of a horror horror at times than a yeah, especially, superhero film. Yeah, all the stuff with Scarecrow as well, it was done in quite a really cool way. Um, Dark Knight Rises, I prefer over Batman Begins. Yeah. I think Bane as a villain is awesome. 
Um, I, it would have been interesting to see, because I originally wanted to have Heath Ledger in the film. Yeah. So when Bane like, lets out all the Arkham inmates, they wanted to have the Joker with Scarecrow. That would have been really cool to see, yeah. but obviously yeah. couldn't happen. But Dark Knight Rises is still a fantastic film that holds up really well today. Yeah, so like with Heath Ledger, you were just saying then, how did you react when you found out about his passing away? Um, I was about 10, 11 years old, so I wasn't... You weren't. <laughs> but obviously, um, I remember it being really sad. Um, it was good he won the Oscar for the Best Supporting Actor, um, but it, it, it is tragic. Obviously, young actor, whole career ahead of him. Uh, it's sad thing as well, what could have been of his career, and obviously he could have played the Joker again in Dark Knight Rises, and they could have even kept him on for newer releases. Yeah, like, but you'd say, like, with he was a method actor. Yes. But would you, would you say nowadays everyone is trying to copy the method acting to play the Joker? It would appear so, especially after hearing the stories of Jared Leto, with the, uh, the Suicide Squad, the yeah, you can dead rats and <laughs> certain other things. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bit, it's it is a a bit like with yeah, I understand it, but you got to draw a line it's, somewhere. It seems that he did that. It's similar to the Jim Carrey method when he played Andy Kaufman. Yeah, it's like he said, "Oh, this is what Andy would do." Would Would you agree with that, with Jared yeah. Leto? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And he always like spoke to himself in the third person as well. So there's a story about him giving the rat to Margaret Robbie, and he said, um, "Joker wants to give you a gift," which I think is like really bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it seems that he's just he is a, a weird person, but he's he's a very very odd man, Charlie. Yeah, at least they're giving him a second chance. Would would you believe that if they had more time with that Joker, he could have gone off as a good version? Uh, 100%. So I've always thought quite highly of Jarlow's Joker simply because he had, what is it, like five, six minutes screen time? Yeah. And obviously he recorded hours and hours and hours of screen time. So obviously he's going to be a bit annoyed with Warner Brothers. <laughs> so I'm quite glad they've given him another shot and just hopefully they won't cut him again. Hmm. So, like with Bat- Bat- Batman, especially with Christian Bale's Batman, hmm. would, would you say he's your favourite or what do you think of the other? Like with Batfleck and my my personal favourite is Michael Keaton. Mm. Would, would you say that he's the best performance of Batman? Yes, yeah, so that's a tough one actually. I've got highs and lows of all the Batman barring George Clooney. Wasn't a, wasn't a fan at all. <laughs> I love that one. Um, I'd probably say Christian Bale would be my favourite because I grew up with that Batman. Those films came out around about to my like, childhood. I was like, Eight, ten, and like twelve years old when those films all came out. Mm-hmm. So I knew Christian Bale to be Batman. Um, ben Affleck, I, I thought he played a really good Bruce Wayne. I want to see more of him as Batman, mm. but you can't. You can't beat the classics either. You can't beat the classics, especially Kevin Conroy. That that will always go down as the best Batman voice. Yeah, for the Arkham game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I played those games regularly growing up as well. Him and Mark Hamill worked so well together in the studio, and it came off so well. On the game as well, in my opinion. Would Would you say that if the film came out later in your life, like when you're a bit older, would that have changed your opinion at all? Um, potentially. So, say if I grew up with Ben Affleck mm. being the current Batman, and there had a few films of him, that would probably change how I see it. As As I was saying just then, um, if I think of Batman, first thing I think of is Christian Bale in the Dark Knight trilogy, just yeah. because as a child, that's what I knew. So, potentially. <laughs> 
like and you say like would you say that the Dark Knight films, especially how dark they were in the title of mm. course, would you say that was what was desperately needed after Batman and Robin and Batman Forever? Yeah, so the big thing with superhero films, especially in nineties near two thousands, they were very overly like child friendly. Yeah. They tried to amuse people under the age of like twelve. Because at the time it was children's media. Yeah. Always seen children. Yeah. Especially looking as far as um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man film. Yeah. That's a very goofy film. Um, so I think The Dark Knight, it's trying to drop the superhero genre and put it more towards like a drama, horror aspect, more than just hero saves a day, carries on sort of thing. Yeah, like the quote that always keeps with me in Dark Knight is... Um... You either live long enough to see becomes, but you either die a hero or you live long enough to see a villain. What do you think of that quote? Like, is that uh, iconic? <laughs> iconic. <laughs> yeah, there's a few quite big quotes in the film. That's one that always sticks out quite well with me as well. Yeah. And that perfectly sums up Batman as a character as well. So you see at the end of the Dark Knight when he spoil spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about spoilers. Yeah. So spoilers. you can see at the end of Dark Knight, obviously when. Um, Two Face dies, yeah. and Batman says, "Oh, blame me!" and goes off being chased by the police. That sort of rounds off that narrative. Hmm. He just put, he takes off the mantle, and steps back as Batman, so he doesn't get viewed as a villain. So, would you say that that would have been if they never made Dark Knight Rises? Would you have been fine with it being the end of the series? Because if he's like taking off the mantle of Batman, yeah. Um, I would have been happy with that as an ending because I think that's quite a good ending. He's gone off, he's taken a step back and that's the end of it. So Dark Knight Rises, there's like a 10 year, I think, jump. Mm. So I don't know, to be honest with you, what happens in that gap? Yeah, like if crime did raise. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Um... So the impact, so would you say that there's been a big impact with the film on cinema? Massively. Yeah. yeah especially in that superhero genre. So, um, you won't see another film like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. Um, a lot of um, superhero movies try to fit the drama, like, they try to do more genres than one now. Especially if you look at what DC, not DC, um, what Marvel are doing now yeah. with their extended universe. And especially at like DC, in some points as well, but they're quite the continuity isn't there yet. <laughs> would would like with the dark night? There's a very dark tone. Would you say like I've seen most of the newer ones? They try to copy that too yeah. much. Like some yeah. of them need to be a bit more lighter, like Shazam. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the criticism of the new DC films, they're over the top dark. Like the the settings in all the films as well. It's rainy. It's gloomy. It's miserable. You don't be there. Yeah. So, whereas with like Marvel, they have like a good balance. So the dark when they need to be, mm. and then they're goofy and fun in other places, which I think is like a, a medium that DC need to try and capitalize on. Yeah, it it's it's especially with a character like Superman, you'd never see like. No. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't associate him with dark, weird, and depressing. No. Uh, especially after reading the comics and playing the silly two, like, PS2 games <laughs> as well, you wouldn't associate him being depressing. But, but, you, but at the same time, you could associate it with the Injustice storyline. Yeah. 
you get a sort of but could, would you be excited to see an Injustice film come to cinema? Uh, I'd be very excited to be fair, yeah, um, especially after playing the Injustice games and reading the storyline, I would be quite interested to see that at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would, it would definitely come on the cinema. Yeah. Like, despite what everything's going on now, especially with big films like that, you should just keep pushing back, shouldn't you? Yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah. Which is, I think, what they're doing with um, the new James Bond film. That's been pushed back. There's plenty out last April. Yeah. But because you can't have a Bond film go straight to the DVD or straight to Sky, just keep pushing back until you can get people in the cinema and watch it. Yeah, it's, it's just there's nothing, you, you agree when I say there's nothing that beats the idea of being around all of the people, one packed with a big screen, the effects going mm. off, comparing it, like I said, to watching a monster film on the television, yeah. it doesn't... It doesn't have the same effect on it at all. It doesn't. No. So, like, with Dark Knight, what would you say is the best scene in the film? Um, so, there's a few that stand out to me, especially. Hmm. Um, hmm. One of my favourite scenes is definitely the hospital scene. After he goes in and torments um, Harvey Dent, then when he walks out and he's pressing the button. And I didn't realise well, that was off script when yeah. he's pressing the button, he's like looking around, having a bit of a flap, and then it goes off behind him. That was dead cool, and him not looking back as he's walking away either. Um, I really liked the scene, the interrogation scene. Mm. That really shown how good of an actor Heath Ledger was and how well his Batman Joker duo worked together. Mm. Um, another good scene in the film. It's hard to pick a couple because there's so many amazing scenes in the movie. Um, I like the one where Joker's in jail and he says to Batman, oh, Harvey's here, Rachel's here, you have to choose. Then he chooses Rachel and Harvey Dent's there. Yeah. I thought that was quite a good, good dramatic twist to it. It did make the film seem more realistic. Yeah. Because in a film, if it came out in the 90s and was directed by Sage or Schumacher, there'd be some sort of way he would have made it, he would sort of save both of them. Yeah. Yeah, which I was kind of expecting. Um, sat in the cinema, I was thinking, oh, they're both going to survive. Then obviously, uh, Rachel dies and Harvey gets half his face blown off. <laughs> Just wasn't expecting that at all. It's, yeah. What, what do you think of the effects in the film, like especially with the makeup? Would you say it's aged well? 12 years or I would say it's aged really well hmm. to be fair yeah um, especially that scene when Harvey Dent takes off the bandages yeah and you see half his face that's still chilling hmm. like even to this day I look at that and I think that's disgusting <laughs> and like the explosions as well they go off really well even though it came out 2008 it looks good in 2021 hmm. it's it's a, it's a film you could call timeless then. Yeah, like, definitely. No, no. Yeah, 100%. I, I, say, I enjoy the film 13 years on, and I dare say I've enjoyed the film 20 years on and 30 years on. Yeah. So look, looking back, like they started with a darker Batman. What, mm. what, what do you think of the 80s Batman? My, my, which is my, my favourite version of the film. What do you think of that? Yeah. Um, I really enjoy it. I enjoyed Michael Keaton's Batman and Val Kilmer as well, quite enjoyed his adaptation of it. Um, I like how it, 
it was dark to an extent, but not overly dark. Overly dark, and it was very comic booky. Um, which is, I'm a big fan of Tim Burton. Not that he directed those movies. Um, I thought his take on it was really good, really interesting to see as well. Him bring sort of bring the comic books to life in a way. Hmm. But with like Jack Nicholson's Joker as well, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. Would, would you say that I would see Heath Ledger as more of a just a normal psychopath? Like not, yeah. not normal exactly, but I see Jack Nicholson as more of like you read the comics, that's the Joker. Yeah. Yes, it does appear that way. So Jack Nicholson does look more like, as you say, a comic booky Joker. Hmm. Um, Heath Ledger, psycho- he's, it's a psychotic role like spin he's given him. Hmm. Really interesting adaptation. Um, I like the idea of every Joker being different in their own way. Yeah. Which, um, going back to the letter theory, in Suicide Squad, it's quite interesting to see Joker with the tattoos and the slick back hair. <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get it. I was finding yeah. these tattoos on his butt, not on the face. Yes, on the, the face are a bit too over the top. Yeah, that was the bit. The boy's going to get very tattooed <laughs> from just this way. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit silly. So, like, would you say that Joker is more creepy without a backstory then? Because he has a yes. ever changing. Yeah, I, I'd say Joker shouldn't have, I don't think the Joker should have a backstory. Um, I think it's very cool what they did with Jack Nicholson's Joker and even Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, gave him a bit of a backstory. But what I like the most about Heath Ledger is the mystery of the Joker. Like, no one knows where he came from, no one knows who he is, um, and he always changes his story. Like, you know how he got these scars? He tells that about three or four times in the movie, and it's a different spin every time, which I think is really interesting. And coming back to the comics, it's like he's quoted, if he had a past, he would prefer to make multiple choice. Yeah. That's... Yeah, in one more recent comic arcs, there is meant to be like four joke, different Jokers, all the completely different story, which I think is a really interesting concept. Which, would you say that kind of ruined Nicholson's Joker by seeing, which is, a lot of people think that's the way the Joker... Yeah. Would you say that ruins it a bit for you? Um, personally, no. I think it's a good, it's a good film. Um, I look at that Joker very similarly to why I look at Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. They tried to give him a bit of backstory and a bit of a spin, give you an idea of where he's come from. But that makes it look, to me, that makes his Joker a bit more realistic because it sort of, you've you got a face to him, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, obviously, he's just, I think Harris' name's Jack. Arthur, I think, is it? Arthur Flash? It's Arthur in Joker. Oh yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, in um, Jack, Jack Napier. That's it. Yeah. So throughout the film, you you think of him as Jack instead of the Joker. Yeah. So make choosing more of a mystery to him that. Yeah. Makes you that's Joker, not Heath. Yeah. Yeah, that's why there's a few criticisms about Whacking Phoenix's portrayal because a lot of people don't like having a Joker with a backstory. Hmm. Which but there's a there's a big theory, isn't there, that that's not the real Joker? Yeah. What would you think of that? Would you agree with that theory or? Um, it's with that film. After watching that film, it's open to idea. So, I believe the idea that it didn't happen, hmm. and it's all in Arthur's like head, because when he got, him, I think it was his mother was admitted to the asylum. Yeah. I think Arthur was admitted as well, and I think he's just in his head. So there's this fun 
theory going on, you might have heard about it, a nostalgia critic talked about it in one of his videos, that all the Batman comics mm. and all the Batman stories, that's all in that character's head. Mm. What do you think of that? That's, I thought that was oh, really cool to think uh, about. I've not read that, but that does sound like a quite an interesting so, theory. Uh, yeah, so like, for example, the 60s Batman, he might have been feeling in a bit more of a camp yeah. mood. And yeah, yeah. He thought of himself as this. It, it, yeah, it could make sense. Yeah, that, that, that sounds really interesting. Don't you? Um, but obviously, with the Joker, nobody knows. It could all be in his head in Arkham Asylum. <laughs> he could be some murdering psychopath on the loose. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it like I said, it just adds more to the mystery. Of yeah, exactly the, that. The Joker character. Exactly, that's the beauty of the Joker's character that it's just mystery. Yeah. So going back to like the Dark Knight, is there any scenes, I know you can say it's your favourite, is there anything that you think that, oh that could have been taken out or we could have just left that out of it and it wouldn't have changed the story at all? Um, I don't think so, I can't think of a bad scene in that movie. So you'd call it a perfect film then? In my opinion. <laughs> in your opinion? Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, there's a bit more I'd have liked to have seen added in, um, but I don't know if I'd take anything out of it. Yeah, not off the top of my head, anyway. <laughs> not off the top. Yeah. So, is it, is it a film you'd say if you saw it on television, you you're playing now, would you have watched it straight all the way through without without break? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, happily. Um, like. On occasion, I will sit and watch all three of the films back to back, because I enjoy watching them. <laughs> you just enjoy it. Yeah. Do you enjoy the ride? Yeah, three. I think the three brilliant movies. Um, is that I've watched them regularly for years now. And... God, yeah. So, like, would would you without the the Nolan films? Were if <laughs> if Clooney? Because you say Clooney, what? Looking back on it now, I think like that it's funny. Like, yeah. Would, would you agree with me? Like even if you say it's the worst Batman. <laughs> yeah, I think that film was definitely a very campy, meant for kids yeah. film. It's, it, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun. It, like I don't hate the film. I think it's quite a fun movie. It's fun to watch. Um, I think the Batman should have been left out and <laughs> never spoke of ever again. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking with that at all. Yeah. Uh, there's a few awkward scenes in the film as well. Um, uh, with George Clooney, I thought George Clooney played a really good Bruce Wayne, but not a good Batman. That was my opinion from the film. And obviously Arnie as Dr. Freeze. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably one or two puns too many for my liking. It's, it's just everyone will think that with Arnie especially, he was such a big star, they'd have to give him one like Yes. Yeah, and it's the same with um, Jim Carrey in the previous film. I, I loved the Riddler, his version yeah. of the Riddler. It was just fun to yeah. watch. It was very cool, it was very fun to watch. It was very comic, very comic booky, which I think the idea of those films were to yeah. start to be a bit like the comic books. But it, they were fun to watch. <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel like the way you've talked about it, would you say that the films, if they need to be more close to the comics? Do you know what I mean? you to enjoy them more? Um, yes and no, so I like seeing them go off on their own, in a way, but I do quite like them following some of the comic arcs. <laughs> yeah, it just, 
It's what it's like what I said with James on our last one. The more closely you keep them to the characters, yeah. you can see, or like the original format with like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Like they did Scoob, which was just a superhero film that didn't work. So yeah. they, they did a Batman film and Shaun the Dark. It was a. Well, it's hard to say because any because it could be any Batman. Batman yeah. could be anything. But see, it was it wasn't a mystery film. Mm. Or like it wasn't a detective. Yeah. It needs to stay get away with it as much as you want, but still keep it in this Keep it towards the narrative. Yeah, sort of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, so you wouldn't like to see Batman did I run around in some slasher film. No, you wouldn't, would you? No. Oh. No, it's with would would you like with Batman and Joker they're the perfect parallel, aren't, aren't they? Yeah. With what? Would would you say that a Batman's performance, especially Christian Bale, if it wasn't Heath Ledger, would he hurt, would it have hurt him? Potentially, you can definitely tell the chemistry hmm. between Bale and Heath Ledger in the film. I thought them two portrayed their characters together perfectly. <laughs> um, it's, it's brilliant to watch as well. It's a real spectacle. Um, if it was anyone other than Bale and Ledger that might have affected it, especially like let's say the on-screen chemistry between the two. Um, that interrogation scene as well, it's... It's your favourite scene in the film. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. it's brilliant to watch. It really showcases their ability together. And it just shows how in character he was, because there's a little known fact, with the voice he did, he was running out of saliva, so that's yeah. why he kept going out. Yeah. It's a bit... <laughs> and the meth, the, the, the amount of work he put into that joke, I think apparently that was what... Tipped him over the edge, yeah. Made killing him sadly. Yeah, it, it just goes to show though how much like he dedicated himself to that role. Yeah. To the fact that he drove himself towards insanity and in the end also what happened. Um, yeah. It is sad. But a lot a lot of people I, I think he mainly did it to prove people wrong when he was cast because a lot of people thought, oh it's him I broke back mountain. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a completely different role for him. He'd never taken anything serious on before in his whole career. Yeah. So it was definitely like a shot in the dark for him. But he executed it amazingly and so he deserved his, um, Oscar. his Oscar. But at the same time, I think he overdid it with preparation. Yeah. Because, like he said, he spent a full week isolated just trying yeah. to perfect the laugh. Yeah. Do you feel like that goes a bit over the top with method acting or Yeah, I'd say that definitely like doing that to yourself is going to yeah. drive you towards insanity. Um I couldn't think of being locked in a room for a week doing this laugh over and over and over again. But in the movies his laugh is it's chilling. Yeah. He does it really really it does it really, really well, but was it worth yeah. his life? It was it yeah, it's hard. Uh, yeah, it's it's always like gonna be the same with Jared Le- like Jared Leto overdid it, obviously with the rats yeah. and the, I I don't think would you agree there will never be as good a Joker as he fled you, or would you say that Joaquin Phoenix is on par with um Fledger's? As much as I enjoyed Whacking Phoenix's Joker, I don't think I wouldn't put it on the same level as Heath Ledger. 
they're very good jokers in their own respects. Yeah. So Whacking Phoenix, he was going for the more of the psycho like that movie is very psychological. It plays with your mind quite a bit. That I think that was the effect Whacking Phoenix was going for. Whereas Heath Ledger's more going for a menacing, psychotic sort of joker. Mm. Um with Leto, it was over the top, but there was aspects of it yeah. that could have been great. It, the Jarrett's laugh is one of the things that sticks out to me. I thought he had a really good laugh. Um, same with Whacking Phoenix as well. His laugh was it was very chilling. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we are obviously seeing Heath Ledger again in Justice League. Not even Jarrett. Jarrett, that's the one. Whether we'll see Jarrett again remains to be said. Same with um, Whacking Phoenix. Yeah. Also, there were talks of another Joker film, but I think they should leave that one. As it's on the standalone. Yeah. With, with, with Joker, we'll go on to Batman now, like comparing him to the other Batmans. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on the, like, say, like, like, they all have a different spin, don't they? Yeah. Like, Michael Keaton's was a lot more. I would say normal, but like his his I, I see him more as a Bruce Wayne, the same with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Where someone like Kevin Conroy, he his voice just screams Batman, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a deep like gravity voice he has, which yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah. Obviously, playing the games and watching the the cartoons as a kid. I also love the, them so much. I still do to this day. I still play the Arkham like game. <laughs> Yeah. Um, with I like the spin they all take on them with Michael Keaton I thought he played a really good Batman but I didn't like his portrayal of Bruce Wayne whereas with like George Clooney didn't like his portrayal of Batman but I enjoyed him as Bruce Wayne um, Christian Bale was really good in between yeah. he played a really good Bruce Wayne and one of the best Batman Batman we've seen. I feel I feel that if his voice was different, I would call him one yeah. of the best Batman. Batman. Yeah. Um, it, the voice is over the top and does ruin it for some. Yeah. And especially saying like that scene when he runs out of saliva. Oh my god. And like he's nearly spitting in Joker's face. It's <laughs> it, it's a bit silly. Yeah. It takes away a bit the effect, but. Like we we were talking about effects earlier. What do you think of the costumes for the Batman and like Joker? Like his makeup yeah. especially. Yeah, um I think the makeup and the comic the costume designers did a really, really good job in the film. Um Jared Leto's not Jared Leto, Heath Ledger's <laughs> makeup, um it's really cool. I mean, you can see like, on his hands it's like smudges yeah. the makeup as well, and all throughout the film it's like you can see where his makeup's like cracking on his face. I think it's really, really cool. Um, there's, there's that one scene where he's not wearing any makeup when it's... I don't remember that scene. Oh, it's um, someone in the police force's funeral. Yeah. And I think Batman's like looking... They think it, Batman thinks that the commission's going to get murdered. Yeah. And in fact, Heath Ledger stood there in the shooting guard. And all you see is like the scar across his face. Yeah. And I thought that the scar looked really, really realistic, in my opinion, watching it back. 
Um, the comic, the costume designs were done really well. There's a lot of improvement to be done after Batman Begins, in my opinion. Yeah. So you, you could tell in Batman Begins that Christian Bale is very static in his movement. I think it's because for the Dark Knight, they they couldn't move their head. Yeah. And because I think to me that makes him look creepier. Like that that yeah. gives off like he's not. Yeah, really it, human. Yeah, it gives a more menacing effect towards him. Yeah. Obviously, for the actor's posture, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. But um, in Dark Knight, he, he seems a lot less stiff. Yeah. In a way, and he's a bit more like mobile, which um, I think, but fighting scenes, much much better. Yeah. But seeing where he's like lurking in the dark, being still as a statue is quite an eerie effect. In my opinion, I feel that if he like black is his color, what would you would you say <laughs> that the or like the aura, the mystery, the creepiness of it all would have been different if he was like dark bluish or yeah. like a different color? Would that have not have worked as well? Yeah, I think if Batman was a different color, that would have changed it completely, in my opinion. Because the whole point of Batman is meant to be like lurking in the shadows, yeah, sort of thing. And you can't be lurking, like you can't be in a dark alleyway. <laughs> In like a bright red costume. <laughs> no, but you can't. Which I think that if it was a different colour, it would take away from his character, in my opinion. Ah. Which it's take away like the mystery as well. Like big the scene in Batman begins when he's after Falcone's men in the warehouse, and you can see him like dropping down and like picking off his men one by one. He's in he's in the shadows. You can't see him. Yeah. That's the brilliance of the character. Yeah. It's just a polar opposite of another DC villain like Superman. Yeah. But I feel that that was the only scene in Dark Batman vs Superman when he goes to save Superman's mum. I'm not going to say the name. Um, no. I, that's the only scene where I think that's Batman. That's, yeah. that's just Batman. Yeah. That's something he'd do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think the one thing I don't enjoy the most about um, Batfleck is Batman killing people. Yeah. The big thing in comics, the TV, shit, like everything on TV, Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. The first thing you see Batman and Batman Superman, he's killing people. Yeah. And he's got the, he's got like guns on the Batmobile. Oh my god. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's it's just I see in I would see more of like the character of oh, the Dark Knight Returns in him. Yeah. Because that version of Batman kills. Yeah, it's like an aged Batman as well. Yeah. And like, especially now with the Batman that's coming out soon, what's what do you think of a Batman that sparkles? <laughs> so I've seen the, tra- the trailer looks. Um, <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be a really really good film, in yeah. my opinion. Um, with Robert Pattinson, um, his career has like sort of been plagued by Twilight. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to show what Robert Pattinson's become. After Twilight, because uh, since then like, he's done a lot of indie movies, and when um, if this first ninety he played the new Batman, yeah. there was a lot of skepticism. Yeah. So obviously the sparkly Batman tag, which he hasn't made to shape off, bless him. <laughs> I, I feel it's it's similar, like I said to the like Heath Ledger, he'll have to prove them wrong. Yeah. He's got a lot of weight on his shoulders yeah. going in. Yeah, hundred percent. And I've seen like pictures of them recording scenes, and it looks. Like he's going for like a more gothic Bruce Wayne. That that makes I see Batman as a gothic story yeah. really. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully it doesn't end up like the um, emo Peter Parker in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, I... We've... Like we've seen, like, with Joe Riddler as well, what do you think of this new portrayal of Riddler? Because I think it's a bit... Like, I wouldn't see Riddler doing that, or he's, like, a, yeah. a serial killer. Yeah, um... I said, it's going to be interesting to see... The actor. What, like, yeah, how it's portrayed. Um, but, like, I've always like, associated Riddler not being a killer. Mm. But, like, he like, puts people in danger, but... Yeah. He's the one who's always forcing people to kill for him. Yeah, it's like he gets a kick off putting people in those like sort of situations. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see a new spin on him. Um, not the first like cinematic Riddler since Carrie, since Jim Carrey as well, and they seem completely opposite portrayals as well, which is gonna yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah. So I think that's all we have time for for this for this podcast. What do you want? Anything you want to finish off on? Um. No. No. <laughs> okay so thank you for listening hope you continue to follow and support our podcast and we will well that's it I guess thanks for having me yeah thanks for coming on I hope you will join sometime soon to talk your least favourite film yeah definitely sounds good yeah alright cool cool